Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another wonderful week of Major League Baseball action. And we're here to get you ready for it. That's right. It's BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Myself, Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio. With me, as always, my man, Ryan Horvat. You catch him every single day on BetMGM tonight. How you doing over there in D.C., buddy? Doing pretty good. You know, uh, good weekend of baseball. Great weekend for my Irish, other than last night where they go down. But, um... Man, I thought I, I thought we might see some life from the White Sox. We took them the other night with Giolito on the mound. It was looking all right. And then everything kind of fell apart. Took them again last night on Sunday Night Baseball. Not I a great decision. But other than that, I'm doing great. My God, who Man. would have thought that in today's day and age, the one guy that we know is the tried and true pitcher of the Chicago White Sox is Johnny Cueto. Yeah, dude. And he's, he's been amazing, good. by the way. He yeah. really has been. Uh, Lance Lynn going tonight. Obviously, we'll talk about that game. But yeah, tough weekend over in Houston. I was hoping for them to take the series. Um, and if they were swept after that Friday night game, I flat out said if they get swept, Tony LaRusso needs to lose his job. Luckily, they didn't get swept. They are now what two games under 500 going yeah. into a series against the Blue Jays. Obviously, we'll be talking about that later as well. But let's talk about the this last weekend. You talk about a good weekend for your Irish bad weekend for the White Sox. Bad weekend for the uh, defending champion Atlanta Braves after winning 14 in a row. Who has had the weekend of uh, in all of the AL? Who had the best weekend all of the NL? And then, of course, the dogs of both leagues. Let's find out who had a rough weekend. 
So, you know, it's so easy. And I know that they lost yesterday, man. But what did they score? Nine runs in the process. And they win pretty much every night, every single day. They're hitting four to five homers. They probably have the best rotation. You know you have, you have the best rotation in baseball when Garrett Cole has, what, the, the third best ERA is your third best pitcher on your team at this point. The bullpen's been great for the Yanks. Uh, they do you, they do lose yesterday to Toronto, but um, that was a game that they should have won. But I'm actually going to think outside the box here. A team that might be for real in the AL Central, not the Twins, not the White Sox. How about the Cleveland Guardians, man, yeah. and what they did to the Dodgers? They made me a bunch of money. I was on them again last night. I just The prices were a little bit ridiculous. The Dodgers, a little bit beat up right now. You know, Mookie Betts wasn't in the lineup the other night. Um, we'll see what they do at the deadline. But how about the Guardians, man? I don't know if they're for real in the Central, but they're the only team that has taken advantage of this I'm not even going to call it a slow start from the White Sox anymore. I don't think they're a good baseball team. I'm out on Chicago. I said Monday, you know, after this weekend, let's see what they do against Houston. And yeah, they steal one, but not a great weekend. So I'm going to go with the Guardians with Cleveland, actually, man. Beaver's been really good. They mm -hmm. win yesterday again. I like them right now. You see, I'm not ready to give up on the White Sox yet. They have a very favorable uh, schedule going forward in the second uh, half. They get Tim Anderson back today. Lance Lynn on the mound tonight on his second start since coming off the IL. They're going to get back Joe Kelly. They're going to get back Liam Hendricks. Kendall Graveman's going to be out there more. Um, they, they need to get back. God, who else is on the IL? This team is yeah, I know. just Everything. can't figure out how to stay on the field, not to mention they have a manager that's costing them a lot of games. But the touchback on the Dodgers, Craig Kimbrell, is he a concern to you? Because he is to me now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Craig Kimbrell has been a concern of mine for the last couple of years, you know, and ah, man, I, I mean, that that's the thing is um, I, you don't really know what you're going to get because that first year, especially like knowing Craig Kimbrell in Chicago looked great um, or fell apart was terrible, actually. And then he yeah, looked, well, they look great in, in the goes, north side. The moment he went to the south side yeah. is when everything went straight to hell. He's yeah. dude. He's he's zero three with a four seven one right now. Right. Well, the first year in, on the north side was awful, and then he turned it around. Obviously, you know, uh, had the great first half of the season before they move him to the south side. Then they didn't really know what to do with him. Then he was brutal again. So that's the thing, just up yeah. and down. I think he's a shell of himself. I hate to say that. I like, I mean, he's one of the great closers uh, of my generation, but I, I, I think he's washed, man. I love that uh, Guardians pick of yours. That's a, they had a really good weekend. Taking two or three from the Dodgers in LA. The Dodgers definitely are having some problems at the moment. Mookie Betts yeah. on the IL, obviously Bueller on the IL. Uh, where this team would be right now without Anderson and Gonsolin, I don't know. I mean, they, those guys have been absolute workhorses. Kershaw's back, which is good, yeah. but you know, this is also a team that lost, um, you know, for obvious reasons. Trevor Bauer's never going to pitch again. They, they've they lost a lot of people in a lot of different it, weird ways. So it's just uh, this team, I wouldn't say they're in trouble. They're going to be fine. They're going to be active at the trade deadline. They're likely going to be going after and hunting arms rather than anything else. Obviously, they don't need anything offensively. But I don't think it's a cause for, for concern because everybody hits these little lulls. Keep in mind, they still have 40 wins. They're 40 and 25. Let's be real clear. Yeah. Um, they're going to be just fine. And also, there's some other problems in that division because I'm, I'm going to give you my dogs of the weekend. Um, the San Diego Padres, who I've obviously been talking up huge all season and been playing great, they cannot play in Colorado. No. They're allergic to no. Colorado. I faded him yesterday, came in huge. I actually told everyone to jump all over the Rockies, and it ha worked out well. They won 8-3, to three, but devastating news for the San Diego Padres. 
uh, Manny Machado, who's having an MVP season, especially a team without Fernando Tatis Jr. still, and still not a clear timetable when Fernando Tatis Jr. is coming back. Dude, losing Machado is huge. Is the worst thing that could have humanly happened to this team. And I think um, we're going to see him struggle. Yeah, it's uh, I'm going to start fading them. In fact, we're going to talk about it today. They're they're playing today. I'm fading them today. Um, I got some very unique numbers to tell you why I'm fading them. And it's not entirely because of Machado. It has more to do with you, Darvish, than anything else, surprisingly, who's having a very good year. But yeah, my, my dogs of the weekend, man. I'm Unfortunately, my San Diego Padres get swept in Colorado and losing Manny Machado. It's just, man, that's a devastating weekend. Yeah, man. And so we would have to talk about that uh, because they could have took advantage, obviously, of the Guardians taking two or three from the Dodgers as well. The That is a terrible injury for them. They're already, I mean, we thought we were going to get Tatis back by now, and uh, they're already all beat up. I'm also fading them tonight, even though it's pretty scary with Zach Davies on the mound. That's why I didn't want to say, <laughs> no. but the over's coming in huge, baby. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Like, okay, so Colorado, obviously a great weekend for them. Also a good weekend for the Cubs. You know, you take two or three from the world champs. Nice little weekend for them, but they're no good. I couldn't find a team of the week in the NL because – uh, the Phillies did what they were supposed to do, except for yesterday. You can't lose to the Nationals. And I know you swept them in a doubleheader this week. Um, it was getaway day. But still, you got to take care of business against this Washington team when you're in that division and you're you know, playing I'll, the Nationals. Who are I'm not going to give you the weekend. I'm not going to give you the team of the weekend. I'm just going to give you my team for Sunday. And the reason why I'm going to give you my team for Sunday is the Miami Marlins is because okay. I will never understand any sports book giving the Miami Marlins plus money with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. I will never understand it. It is free money. It is free. They just give it to you. I was so excited to see like plus 130 with him on the mound yesterday. Hey. I was on I was on the air yesterday for four hours and every 30 seconds I brought up that bet. I'm like, oh my God, have you put ever have you put your house on this one yet? Because you're gonna buy a new house. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Same, man, same. Like, ah, I took that... Shout out to the Marlins. Would love to pick them for making me some money yesterday, but they are uh, five and five in their last 10. Good week for the Phillies, man. They go seven and three in their last 10. The Braves now eight and two in their last 10. Um, would love to shout out the Cardinals, but they did not do what they were supposed to do. And now they're back tied with the Brewers atop the NL Central. Mm -hmm. I don't really know who's good in the NL right now. Like we expect that the Dodgers are going to be good once they get fully healthy. We know the Mets are great. But those those injuries are starting to pile up, man. And I'm getting a little nervous about the Mets, but they're still sitting there uh, with a five and a half game lead over the Brewers, uh, the Braves. I'm sorry, eight games above the Phillies. So, yeah, I guess we'll go with uh, the Cubs as my NL team of the week. Why not? Yeah, I'm I'm sitting around thinking. Um, there's something. I feel like there's a team that you and I owe an apology to. Um, and it's at the beginning of the season. We were very hard on one particular team. And I, I feel like you and I owe them a slight apology. We've actually talked good about them for the last couple of weeks, saying they're hard to gamble on because they're spoilers. They come in and they kind of ruin your bets left and right. Oh, I hate them if you're going where I'm going. Are you going to Baltimore? 
they're 30 and 38, man. They're not that bad. They're actually yeah. almost good. The only problem I have with them is they're playing some rookies that honestly need some more seasoning in the minor leagues because I'm afraid they're going to ruin Adley Rushman. All right, so you want to know why I'm a little upset with the Orioles right now? Because I figured a perfect get-right series for the Rays after getting clubbed by the Yankees all week would be the Baltimore Orioles. Was not the case. Did it again yesterday to myself, man. We were getting decent prices on them. Um, they let me down. But it does make me feel warm and fuzzy inside because the Rays, I don't know if you've seen the standings today, 36 and 33 and 7 in their last 10. No way. Is that team winning 90? You are so, wait, 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 wait. They had a bad 10 games, and you're sitting here celebrating as if they dropped only, their win total? Only because I love the rotation, even without Glass now being available this year. But they cannot score. They don't produce they're not any hitting. offense. They're not hitting at all. You know, there there's some names out there that I think they can go get their hands on. Um, yeah. want Nelly Cruz is the first name that immediately pops into my head. I can't believe Nelly Cruz hasn't been a Ray every year no. for the last couple of years. Um, believe it or not, I actually brought this up the other day. We're talking about the trade deadline, the trade market uh, coming up. The Mets have Dom Smith, and I know some teams would like to get their hands on Dom Smith. Dom Smith is just in AAA right now. Yeah. The Mets can use maybe, in, like we were talking about the Cubs a little bit. and like, oh, well, what, where, what can the Cubs get back for Contreras? Honestly, what can they get back? Because yeah. at the end of the day, he's a 30-year-old rental catcher who's more known for hitting than catching. Not that he's a bad catcher. It's just... Who is in need of a good hitting catcher right now? And looking throughout the league, it's not that high. No. Except the Mets need him right now because McCann's hurt. They're throwing out Tomas Nito quite a bit. Um, the White Sox could use him because Grandall's hurt. And even when he wasn't hurt, he's not playing all that well. And Reese McGuire can't hit. Um, th there are teams that could use him. The problem is I really think the Cubs fans are expecting a haul back for him. You only get hauls back for frontline starters or maybe a massive closer. You know, I, we didn't, they didn't really get anything back. I, I mean, look what they got back for uh, Anthony Rizzo, for Javi Baez. And yeah, you get some nice prospects. But if you deal those guys two years ago, imagine what you get back. You know, they kind of waited a little bit too long, which was fine with me because I wanted to see that team make one more run. But I mean, you know, Kyle Schwarber, like all those guys, if Theo would have traded them, you obviously weren't going to do that right after 2016 because you just won a World Series. But you kind of saw that nobody was really going to improve those two years after, you know, when it was time for Joe Madden to go elsewhere. I thought that they could have got a lot more back, but they waited too long. And same thing with Contreras. I completely agree. Look at the age. He's a catcher. He's known more for his offense. It's going to be a rental for half of a year. Then you're going to have to make a decision on him. So, yeah, like I even I bring up the Brewers, but A, they're in the NL Central. We don't know if those two teams are going to make a deal together. And they're actually getting offense from the catching position. Omar Narvaez has been fine. Um, the Mets, I think that would be a great fit, like you just said. I think that would actually be the perfect fit. That'd be it is. It, it, it absolutely helps out their current need. The Cubs can get back and maybe do something wow. with Dom Smith. I mean, yeah. Dom, I played with Dom Smith. I've seen Dom. Dom Smith can play. He can help a team win. And quite frankly, if you take Dom Smith right now out of Syracuse and put him in Chicago, he's your four hitter. Yeah, and, and a change of scenery. People would love them in Chicago because, I mean, you see these fans. They're they're more, you know, they're trying to do the beer snake. They don't care what we're rolling out, the product on that field that's trash. So, yeah, I think that'd be a good fit. He'd start hitting, especially in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like that fit a lot, like a lot, a lot. And knowing his temperament and his personality, I think he'd be a great fit over there. Also, he's played with Marcus Stroman, uh, so there's yeah. at least that connection as well. 
I, I don't know, man. The Cubs are a team that annoy me to the nth degree. You just brought up, you don't know if they would ever deal with the Brewers. Here's the thing. They better not unless they want the fans to do a full-on mutiny at Wrigley. Like, there's for how this year has gone and how the last two years have gone and trading away the, the magical Cubs team that won you the 2016 World Series, I think trading a contending player, a fan-loved player like Contreras up to Milwaukee might be the final straw that would break the camel's back for Cubs fans. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, especially when you think of it like the Brewers ended this little run, this little, well, I can't call it a dynasty, whatever. Because <laughs> they just couldn't get past the Brewers, man. And it was always the same game. Cubs would go down two to one in the eighth. Here comes Josh Hader. Nobody could even touch him. It was, uh, and it was frustrating. The most frustrating part was you would look at the two teams' payroll. You would look at the Cubs' payroll with all those big deals like Jason Hayward. That deal still drives me insane. I still can't believe that's a real deal. Man, and they still roll them out there. And it sucks when you could throw a guy like Clint Frazier out there, but you decided not to do that. I, that and that's the thing with the Cubs, man, is like if you're going full rebuild, let's get some bodies out there. Let's see what you got in some of these prospects, some of these young kids. We know what they have in Jason Hayward. He's yep. going to hit 198. He's a great glove. The problem is nobody wants him. Yep. Nobody will take him. Well, it's funny. I had I had somebody on my show yesterday. We were talking about it, and we were talking about it, and he said, well, you know, the, the reason why they're rolling out the team that they are, they got to see what they have. And I'm like, kind of my, – my one complaint on that, and I understand giving the uh, these young guys an opportunity to go out and play, not a problem. That's not it. They know what they have. Bunch of trash. Uh, Yeah, the the Cubs are well aware of what they have. They've known what they've had. This was a conscious decision before the season started to roll this team out there. He was talking about it, and he even said, well, there's been a lot of turnover in the organization. Mm -mm, Not at the top. Not at the top at all. Theo Epstein brought in Jed Hoyer. Jed Hoyer has been at the helm of this organization for a decade. If Jed Hoyer didn't know what's in his minor league system, then Jed Hoyer is the worst GM in America and shouldn't have his job. If you're truly telling me that Jed Hoyer does not know what he has in his system, then he needs to go away forever. Yeah. All they, what they should do, just get rid of anything that you have of any value, which isn't much, unfortunately, and just stock up on arms. Just do whatever it is. Hire whoever you got to hire from the Rays. That's what I want, man. I want, I want like a Shane Baz coming up and I want like a Tyler Glass now. I want to be like, Hey, I know nothing about this kid, but I know that he's probably going to win a Cy Young in three to four years because that's how you win in this league is pitching. But what drives me nuts, and we I feel like I say this every week, there, there's no reason why a market like Chicago, a team from Chicago, the Chicago Cubs should ever be in a rebuild. No. The Yankees never rebuild. The Dodgers never rebuild. You know what drives me nuts when I get really uh, depressed about this season, which is every other weekend. <laughs> I threw on the 2016 World Series DVD, of and we go through that series against the Dodgers, and it looks like they're screwed. The Dodgers have pretty much the same lineup. Turner's out there, but they've only gotten better because, you know, then they've added Mookie Betts. But, you know, you're watching uh, Kershaw out there. You know, Cody Bellinger's out there. 
a, a way better version of Cody Bellinger, but still, and it's like, man, they held on to all their talent and they added more talent. And I'm watching the only guys I'm watching from that team are Jason Hayward, Kyle Hendricks, who deserves way better. And he's been better. Wilson Contreras, who, man, shout out to a guy like Wilson Contreras because he wants to retire a cub. He yeah. wants to lead this rebuild. The young guys love him. He's always been a great teammate. I think towards the end there with that core, you know, I don't know about everybody in that clubhouse, but um, he deserves better. So while he wants to stay in Chicago, I want him to go elsewhere because that's a guy that, that deserves to be playing winning baseball and playing in the postseason. This is a this team's tough to watch, man. And I don't understand. Know when, I don't know when they're going to spend money. I, I don't believe that they're going to spend money this offseason. Even if they do, that's not a guarantee that anything's going to change. Right. Understand what's going to be available. They're going to have to make trades. They're going to have to sign free agents. They're going to need to increase their payroll by at least a hundred million dollars in one year. Like they need to go all in to compete because they're nowhere near compete in this division. And you're nowhere near competing, like nowhere near it, like even close to competing. Um, if they don't end up with one of these three names, I'm boycotting the team for a decade. And these, these are going to sound. If you say popular. the name Aaron judge, go ahead and pull it off the list. Now. He was number three. And turned it to, okay, make that two names. If they don't get these next two names. Well, if you think that's crazy, wait till I give you the other two. <laughs> okay, if Juan Soto's on the list, what's he's, the one name? <laughs> he's cool. yeah, come on, now just go with one. Who, who do I want? He's going to be well, a you're not. I mean, you're not getting Juan Soto. You're not getting Aaron Judge. Who he's else? A free agent what? in 2024, but we could get him as soon as next year. Who is it? I'm a wee guy, by the way. Fire Jed. Otani. Anyways, so the Cubs are getting no one in the next couple of years, apparently, because there's no way they're getting any of those three. Maybe, actually, I'll take that back. I think that Why? maybe there's a chance at Otani. Maybe there's a chance at Otani. A chance. I hate that we say that. Yeah, but this is why it sucks being a fan because why? Uh, you know, why? It's, it's a market like Chicago. They have all this money. They continue to pump more money into that ballpark. Beers are $15. $20 now for piece of pizza concessions continue to go up even though they're not spending money you know except for on marcus stroman who yeah um yeah it's not going well it it, it should why not give me otani he'll, he'll be a yankee though Juan, no, so, well, here's the thing the yankees can't get all of them the yankees right. can't i mean they're not gonna get yeah they're not gonna get their hands on judge otani and juan soda i truly think if the Yankees are going to get any of the three, they're going to get be able to get one of the three. It's not that they can't get two of the three, but they're not going to allocate a billion dollars to two players. They're just not, not yet. I, I think this is going to be in the future of Major League Baseball, but I don't think that's going to be for another at least decade to yeah. allocate a billion dollars to two players. I do think that the Yankees will bring back Aaron Judge, which means that's going to take them out of Juan Soto. That leaves three teams left basically in major league baseball that can get their hands on one. So the Dodgers, the Mets, potentially the Cubs, but let's be real clear. It's not on the list. He's going to the Mets, which leaves the last name on the list, which is Shohei Otani. Here are the teams that, you know, will pay him. You know, that the angels will pay him. The, the Mariners will pay him. The Dodgers will pay him. The, I bet you he's a Dodger. I bet you Shohei Otani ends up a Dodger. Yeah, we always say Yankees, man, like it's a foregone conclusion. Why doesn't anybody ever say Dodgers? What a perfect fit. He would be an absolute be perfect, perfect fit in L.A. And Juan Soto would be a perfect fit, let's be honest, in New York. But if I, you can't, you have to pay Judge now. And watch, what's going to end up happening is then next year he'll hit 238 with 
24 homers, 72 RBI. Oh, you know it. You know it's coming. I'm so so glad this guy's not a Cub. Because really, before before the season, my prediction was that that's what he was going to do this year, and he would end up being a Cub. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we got some prop bets. And, of course, we got to take you through all the bets for this week's games, matchups, lines, props, you name it, right here on BetMGM, MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL, Ryan Horvat, Cody Decker. Check out BetQL five-star plays beginning today. Major League Baseball. Some games on tap for tonight. We'll take a look at those series coming up right now. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go through our power rankings, our top five teams in Major League Baseball. Cody, if you notice, I will be back in my office finally next week, but I'm literally whipping up my picks in the kitchen again. Now my son's home from school. My wife's home today. So it's just all hell is broke loose. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to miss your refrigerator. I've looked at your refrigerator now for over a year doing this show. And it's going to, you know, I've, I've looked at report cards, family photos, that ridiculous Go Pack Go uh, uh, sticker or magnet that's been on there holding <laughs> things up. That thing nauseates me in a way that I can't even describe. You don't make sense. You are a diehard Cubs fan and you root for the Packers. You you I can explain should it, you should honestly be locked up. I could so so my uncle, my great uncle, growing up half my family is from Wisconsin, the other half is from Chicago. So just team Midwest all the way, baby. My uncle used to do play-by-play broadcasting for the Milwaukee Braves. So I didn't even hate the Brewers growing up cuz they were in the AL. So the Brewers fans, they hate us Cubs fans, little brother syndrome. We don't care about them. We only care about the Cardinals. Now it's we not, start- not not unlike the Dodgers Padres thing. The Dodgers yes. care all the Dodgers fans hate Giants. They don't really care about the Padres. The Padres fans hate the Dodgers with a passion, and they hate Dodger fans with a passion that you can that's borderline unmatched. The Brewers are like this freaking gnat. It's like bzzz. in the last couple of years, like I said, they did break up our uh, little uh, soon-to-be dynasty, but um the Cardinals, they've ruined my entire life. But anyway, my uh, uncle used to do play-by-play broadcasting for the Packers, so that I got taken to Lambeau Field when I was a kid, and I fell in love. Did the Lambeau leap. Good stuff. Good stuff. Pass. Pass. Um, anyway, top five teams, Major League Baseball. Uh, I think we're probably both going <laughs> to – Mario says sounds terrible in our chat. I think right. we're both probably going to have the same number one because they're the best team in all of baseball, right? They are uh, over 30 games above 500. Let's say it I together think- on three, two, one. New York Knights yeah. from the movie uh, The Natural. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're unbeaten. The Yankees are the greatest team ever. They're unbelievable. I mean, they really are, though. They have the best rotation. They have the best bullpen. They have the best lineup. Their run differential is over 100. Um, yeah, you just take them on the run line every night. That's the thing. You don't even have to lay the minus 275. You can take them on the alternate run line every night, and you're probably going to end out ahead, end up ahead. It's it's insane how the run differential on this team. By the way, the team with the second-best run differential is Los Angeles Dodgers, and they're down behind the Yankees by almost, what, 30 runs? Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane how good this Yankees team. So I might as well go ahead and say number two because we both got the same number two, most likely, unless somebody's jumped your list. It's got to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Somebody's jumped my list. Oh, no way. Have the Mets made it to number three? I mean, number two. 
Yeah, I'm going Mets number two, man. I have wow. to go with the Mets number two right now. Now, recency bias. Now, if you're asking, like, who's uh, – I mean, we, we've, we've both placed futures on the Dodgers to win the World Series. If you're getting five to one, if you're giving me five to one odds on the Dodgers to win the World Series, you can yeah, call me Chalky McChalkerson. I'm going to take it every single time. But recency bias right now, the Mets are a better baseball team just because of – I got a bad taste in my mouth from what I saw from the Dodgers this past weekend. Tough against week, bad week. The Guardians are playing really good baseball right they now. Man. But I have to go with the Mets because right now um, – Look at the record. They don't lose at home in New York, you know, um, and they're going to get Max Scherzer back. We know that for sure. We think they're going to get Jacob deGrom back and they still have enough. Like you brought up Dom Smith, man. They have some pieces where they could add a bat. They could add another arm. They could add more to that bullpen. I'm going to go with the Mets number two right now. And I'll just say it right now. I'm going to go with the Dodgers right behind them, though, at number three, because we all expect them to get healthy. Look at who they're missing right now. Yeah. Is Dustin May ever coming back? Uh, supposedly, yes. Supposedly, he's going to be back this year, but I don't know what his workload's going to be. Um, and I'm, But it doesn't matter. If you can have Dustin May out of the bullpen for one or two innings in more like a, a hybrid role, I would be thrilled, even if he's at 70 80%. You know, that's, that's going to be a big addition. And Walker Bueller would be back hopefully, too hopefully um it's gonna be very interesting so my, my number two is the dodgers still okay my number three is the mets i haven't okay. had the mets jumping him yet and here's why you do mention uh recency bias of course they're playing better this week but this is also a team that's banged up they are without scherzer even though scherzer is looking to come back they're saying is re- close as possibly this upcoming weekend in fact they're looking to see how his next uh rehab start goes and if that goes well i think they're looking at him to come back this sunday um, also Bassett hasn't been great. He's been a concern a little bit as far as anybody on that staff. Now he's not pitching bad. He's five and five with a four Oh three ERA, right. but he's been arguably one of the lesser of the arms. Uh, Taiwan Walker has been phenomenal, but here's the thing. They, they're without McGill. We, we don't know for how long at the moment. They're without DeGrom, and we still don't have the exact timetable in DeGrom's return. We know Scherzer's coming back. Those are still some big pieces that are not available to this team, and the Dodgers are just as banged up at the moment. So I'm kind of putting them neck-to-neck in that 2-3 hybrid area, but I still got the Dodgers, too. The Dodgers are just that lineup. Take that lineup, put it against the Mets lineup, and the Dodgers lineup is still just that much better. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So my number four... Yeah, my number four. Um, I was going to go with the Padres, man, but this Manny Machado injury. Ooh, the Padres might be falling out of my top five. Uh, they, were, they were my four. Yeah, same here. I'm actually – and then I was thinking about the Braves. They were on a 14-game winning streak, but they ran into the mighty Cubs. So I'm actually going to go with the Astros, and I know that they got Johnny Cueto this weekend, but the Astros proved how damn scary they are because they could hang five runs on you just like that. One through nine in that lineup, I'm scared. Uh, That rotation, they can add another arm, but Verlander, still awesome. It aged, what is he, 40, 39, however old he is. Um, The bullpen's just fine. I bet against them twice. Got good prices with the White Sox. Got the White Sox against the lefty. Got all the matchups I wanted, and it did not matter because the Astros are never going away, and um, – they're, they're going to be hanging around all year. I won't be surprised when they face the Yankees in the ALCS. So I'm going to go actually Houston number four. Houston is also my number four. And amazingly, the Rays have fallen out of my top five as well. The Rays are now number six for me after this last week they've had. Uh, my my number uh, five might 
kind of surprise you a little bit. Where are you going? Um, well, it's they didn't win their series this last weekend, which is why it's a little interesting. But you can't deny that the Toronto Blue Jays have built their way back. They're at 38 wins. They did win yesterday, of course. Um, I, listen, the Blue Jays are good. They're good. They're finally turning it on a little bit. They're fine. And also, here's the thing that we didn't I didn't really take into account. This team, these last couple of years that have been, you know, pushing the playoff spots yeah. with their young and youth youthfulness that they got. The thing that's interesting about it, this team's been playing on the road for two years, mm-hmm. like entirely like the, last year. They didn't get in the Rogers Center till what, August last year. Like this is the first year they're playing a normal season. Yeah, there might have been a, like growing pains to start the year with that. They're, they might not be used to that at the moment. Now there seems like they're coming to their own. They've been beating up on teams and they're scoring runs at an exponential rate now. Now they're scoring runs the way we were scared the Blue Jays would score runs. So I, I'd watch out for the Blue Jays going forward. They have cracked my top five. They have actually surpassed the Rays on my top five. Who yep. I have six. I still think all three of those teams are playoff teams, by the yeah, way. Yeah, man, like, and I want to put the Padres. So, like, here's one where I could go with, like, 1A, 1B. Padres, but, like, moving forward, I want to look at my power rankings as teams that I'm going to be able to trust, teams that I believe can actually win a World Series. So I'd be with you with the Blue Jays, even though if you look at it, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. That's because they just got done. Uh, playing well, dropping the two to the Yankees too. Right, yeah. exactly. like, that's not fair right now. <laughs> I look, and then, you know, I don't know if this team's for real because we expect the White Sox to be fine, even though they're 31 and 33, but the guardians are six games above 500 and eight and two in their last 10 and just picked up a series and went against the Dodgers. I'm not saying in LA, I'm not saying they're the fifth best team in baseball, but if we're doing like recency bias, we should probably have them up there, but I'm, with, I'm, going, I'm going Toronto man, because they could score. Um, do you think they're going to do anything at the deadline? I, I would not hate them adding another arm. They need an arm. They definitely need an arm. And they, I think even they know they need an arm. Whether, and I don't even care what kind of arm it is, whether it's a starting arm or a bullpen arm. Listen, Kikuchi has not been very good lately. Um, he's honestly been a kind of a weak spot. He's been getting knocked out early in some games. He's just been wishy-washy. Either he goes out and gives you a decent game or he goes out and gets blown up in the second. So, yeah, they could use another arm in that staff. Anybody in baseball can use another arm in the bullpen. Right. Hey, really quick before we uh, move on to the games, do you think if the Padres got off to a slow start, they would be looking to move uh, Musgrove at the deadline since he's going to be a free agent and they're probably not going to be able to afford him regardless? They can, though. They absolutely can. And if there is a player on that team I want them to extend, it's Joe Musgrove for yeah. multiple reasons. One, he's their best pitcher by yeah. far. Two, he threw their first no-hitter. Three, he's from San Diego. He's a local boy. Everything about awesome. this guy screams to me that, one, he might even be willing to take a favorable deal to stay a San Diego Padre. Um, and I, now, me as a baseball guy, I hope he doesn't take a favorable deal. I hope he gets every penny that he deserves because he oh, yeah. does. Yeah. And I hope the Padres give it to him. I, I don't want to see Joe Musgrove in a different uniform. Do I think they would move him? No, I think they would look to move everyone else before Joe. I think they've... I think they would do everything they can to move Snell if they can. I just, as of right now, I don't think they can. Yeah, I don't think that they can either. All right, uh, anything else or you want to get to the games? Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. (laughs) 
Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Let's get to the games, man. We got some seriously good matchups. And I went back and forth on a couple of these games because there's some interesting things in here that immediately changed my mind. In fact, can we start with this Padre game? The reason why I want to start yes. with this Padre game Let's do it. is because I, I changed my mind three separate times this morning. Okay. I initially, obviously, you got the Padres and Diamondbacks. You would look at that money line and be like, okay, I'll look at the money line and see what the Padres. I'm obviously going to lean towards the Padres. Just on paper, you see Padres, and they're playing in San Diego. Here's the thing. No Manny Machado. No, I mean, just no Manny Machado. Like, I don't know how they're going to throw to everybody else. Like, without Manny Machado in there, Hosmer's dead. Like, Hosmer's already a borderline ineffective player in that lineup. You take right. you take Manny Machado as his protection away out of there, he, he's inert. He's useless to you. Right. Uh, I don't know what you're going to get on Luke Voigt going forward because at this point, Luke Voigt's going to be surrounded by Eric Hosmer and Kim, and that, nothing against Kim and Hosmer, but they're not threats to you. Yeah. Um, so now I'm not as scared about from this offense. Cronenworth is arguably the best hitter in that offense all of a sudden. Uh, they're going to have to bring up that rookie Abrams to play in the infield. The infield's going to be Abrams, Kim, Cronenworth, and Hosmer. That is not the same as Machado, Tatis Jr., Cronenworth, and Hosmer. Plain and simple. This is a different Padre team that they're going to be rolling out there today offensively. Um, they got you Darvish on the mound. On paper, that sounds great because he's 6-3 and three with a 3-3 three, three ERA. Here's the problem. This Diamondbacks team owns you Darvish. Yeah. And I mean owns you Darvish. Let's yeah. look at the stats real quick through the history. Um, let's see. First things first, the Padres just got swept by Colorado. Not a good thing to go into. Second, David Peralta has 23 at bats. He's hitting 391 with three home runs off of, uh, uh, you Darvish, um, Sterling, uh, not Sterling Marte, Kettle Marte. He's got 22 at bats. He's hitting 381 with a homer off him. Christian Walker's hitting 300 with a homer off him and 20 at bats. Dude, not only do I think you need to play the Diamondbacks on the money line at plus 135, you got to take the over, which is currently set inexplicably at seven with Zach Davies on the mound. Yeah, I completely agree on the overplay. And I'm also going with Arizona as my dog. And I hate fading you, Darvish. He's been pretty good, man. He's been getting deep into games. In fact, he's given up his last three starts. And I know the numbers against Arizona and these hitters in the lineup, but his last three starts, He's given up only three runs. He's went 20 and two-thirds in the last three games. He's looked good. One of those starts being against Chicago, uh, the tornado game. Yeah. Arizona's lost two of their last three games or two of these three games because their bullpen is brutal. 25th in Major League Baseball. Not good. ERA, man. And that's the only problem. So I was going – I was looking at the first five because I don't trust the bullpen, but I'm going to go full game because uh, I also don't trust Zach Davies against – At all. At all. I lean, I'm going uh, Arizona with you, like the price as dogs, and I'm also going to take the over in this game. And uh, I think that might be my favorite play tonight. So we'll I think see so what- too. I, listen, I, ju- I, I, I love you, Darvish. Really do. I think he's an unbelievable right. pitcher. But this is, this is the matchup where he gives up eight runs. It just, this everything about this matchup screams you, Darvish, is giving up eight runs. So I, I would definitely watch this game tonight. And honestly, I would look up and down the line. I, 
Christian Walker, by the way, homered twice yesterday. Christian Walker's kind of catching a little bit of fire. I'd look to play him on maybe a total bases uh, prop. I'd look to pay, play him on an RBI prop. Total bases on David Peralta. I'm definitely going to play that today. Yeah. Um, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of plays in this game. No, that's a good look. Plus one thirty five. Even though it is with Davies, like Davies was terrible last year, the worst pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. But this year, two and three with a three seven eight ERA. He's, He's not bad this year. He's really well, not. You, I mean, you could you you could say every, we just talked about the bullpen and and um in Arizona how it's not been doing well, which is weird because they had Brent Strom as their pitching coach. The right. starting pitching has really improved. Zach Davis has improved. Bumgarner got off to a great start, but he's kind of been floundering a little bit lately. But Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, like this is a really, really good staff. If they decide they want to be sellers, they they can get back quite a bit for their yeah. future. Like quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. All right, Arizona plus 135, Padres minus 165 tonight. And uh, they're beat up right now, man. They just got swept by the Rockies. So I'm going to take a shot with that one. Let me give you one more dog pick. And this is probably the best series of the week, although we just saw it. Uh, Yankees, this time they traveled. They're going to take on the Rays in Tampa, kind of. Um, can we, we just talk it? about this pitching matchup, dude? The pitching dude. matchup. This is, the, this is a heavyweight battle as it gets. Is it good enough to where we're going to go under if the total six and a half, six, if that's where it closes, though? So it's McClanahan, who is seven and three with a 184 ERA. Against Garrett J. Cole, six and one with a three, 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 third best ERA on the Yankees. Guys washed. So are we going under? Because my, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning going with the Rays, man. There is no way that the Yankees are beating them once again. Eventually, do theory. They have to win one of these games. I just don't know that they can manufacture, score any runs, man. Okay, here, all right, hear, hear me out on this. Okay. I, I want to bet the Rays so bad. Same here. I'm getting so plus bad. Money with McClanahan. Give me plus money with McClanahan at plus 110, but it's just so impossible to fade the Yankees, even yeah. especially with Garrett Cole on the mound. Here is the one thing that's making me possibly, possibly take it. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I would never make a bet based on one player, especially if that one player is G-Man Choi, who I have never been the biggest fan of, oh, but for what ever reason g-man Choi is kryptonite to garrett cole he has yeah. four career home runs off of garrett cole this is going to be a low scoring game it's cole versus mcclanahan it's going to be two to one today i'm willing to put a little bit of money on these rays at plus 110 with mcclanahan on the mound Thanks. knowing what i know about g-man Choi versus garrett cole I'll go ahead and I'll take the raise on the money line, but understand this. I do not feel comfortable about it. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'm rolling with the raise. I'm going to put quite a bit. Of, uh, this is going to be a bigger bet for me too. Really? I, you know what, man? I am feeling pretty comfortable. This goes back to Tampa. All right, New York. I mean, the Yankees are due for a letdown series. I mean, McClanahan has got a one eight four ERA, man. He's so, he's so good. I'm going under. I mean, Anytime these two teams, well, all Rays games, we should be looking at the under. Look at this series against Baltimore. You know what's bad with this Rays team, man? Because I was on them all weekend against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And what sucks is they go down 1-0, 2 nothing, and you're like, game over. That's how I feel because this team just, like, cannot score runs. They need some bats, man. Like I well, said, Nell Nelly Cruz is out there. Like, there are, there are legitimate bats. John, I, I, wait, wait, who did you say? 
Josh Bell. Josh Bell. He'd be a great fit. Dude, Josh Bell, everybody should. I can't believe the Cubs aren't going after Josh Bell. I can't believe. the hell out of the ball. I can't believe the White Sox aren't going after Josh Bell. I can't believe the, I can't believe the Brewers aren't going after Josh Bell. The Brewers need Josh Bell. Oh my God. I hate that. I said, I hate that. I put this in the universe. I don't want the Brewers to get Josh Bell. Uh, Now they're going to get Josh Bell. Damn it. Brewers going to the playoffs. They do, man. They need them. All right. So Tampa Bay and Arizona is dogs for me. I'm looking for, you know, there's a favorite that I kind of like tonight. Also seems really obvious. I guess I should say today, uh, Mets Marlins. And last year, my favorite strikeout prop artist and one of my favorite pitchers in all of baseball was Trevor Rogers. This year, auto yeah. fade. 587 ERA, he's 3-5. and five. The only thing is he's going against Peterson, who's 3-1 and one with a 360. Mm. I like the Mets today. It's chalky. I think they take care of business against the Marlins. I was on the Marlins yesterday. Uh, if Alcantara is on the mound, I'm taking him. If Pablo Lopez is on the mound, I'm taking him. I don't trust Rodgers, man. And Not I hope right he figures it out soon, but I like the Mets today. I don't only like the Mets. I like him on the run line, plus 135. I think they're winning this game by three. Even though they've been banged up uh, a little bit offensively, they're still staying out there. Marte still out there. Lindor is looking great. Lindor looks like Lindor again. Not to mention, of course, uh, home run derby final boss Pete Alonzo. I mean, what can you say about this guy? He's electric. Dude, we got some big series. This is going to be a great week of baseball. All right, so let's, week. Let's, let's bounce by some of these that nobody cares about. Cubs, Pirates. I only bring this up because this is actually a big series for producer Mario, hating ass Mario, because as I told him before the season, the Pirates will finish with a better record than the Chicago Cubs. Who God, they might. I believe they, as of right now have identical record. Uh, is the no, it's neck to neck. Twenty. It's uh, twenty five and forty one and twenty six and thirty nine. So they are tied in the standings, but uh, the Pirates have played more games. Does Brubaker get his first victory of the season? He's zero and seven with a four fifty ERA going against my guy Caleb Killian, zero and one with an eight. Um, I'm going Pirates. I'm going, uh, I'm not going to put a bet on this. Let's be real clear. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and if I were to fade somebody, I'm going to fade the Pirates today. I'm going to say Brubaker is going to get his eighth loss. He is 0-7. He doesn't seem to know how to win ball games, but it's not necessarily his fault. He's got a 4-5 ERA. A 4-5 ERA does not exactly equal an 0-7 record in Major League Baseball. That's just the misfortune of playing in Pittsburgh at the moment. Um, I would lean towards Killian, but let's be real clear here. Uh, too much good baseball today to watch. This. There is actual good baseball being played today. Go, go, go watch Yankees Rays. If, if you can watch this game, you should just instead watch Yankees Rays and watch the two best in the industry do it. Yeah. If there's rain everywhere, you know, and every game gets rained out tonight, or we get a meteor shower, just do yourself a favor, watch some college baseball or something over uh, this next series. Probably two. I, I can't trust Boston enough to lay minus 190 against the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers plus 155. This is an automatic stay away. I'd probably lean the over nine and a half. I, I want nothing to do with this game, with this series. I was on Boston yesterday against St. Louis. And man, that was a sweat. I just, I can't figure this team out. And I hate the, I hate the Tigers this year. I had, I had such high hopes for the Tigers that young. We all did. Have, man. That, that's they the worst stink. part. How, who was the one guy that actually said negative things about the Tigers before this season? We, yeah. everybody was on them. Every single one of us. Yeah. I don't think there's been a single analyst in all of the world who didn't think the Tigers were going to take a massive step forward this year. They made ev- it seemed like they made every good possible move. Rodriguez looked like Javi Baez could maybe add a little electricity. God, we know, we know it causes problems, but he he, he injects some electricity in there sometimes. 
Yeah. Um, also, uh, Meadows, like just nothing. Nothing's happened. Scooble yeah. and Casey Mize were supposed to be healthy. It's just, it's what a bad year. Just awful. I, I don't know how, I, honestly, with all the firings going around, are you surprised AJ, AJ Hinch still has his job? No. Because it's not his fault, obviously. Right, and I think that they're just looking towards the future. But the thing is, man, like, they had a young team, but then they kind of, like, went in to win this year, especially in that division because that division is so weak, as we're seeing with Mm -hmm. uh, Chicago. The only team that showed up the last couple weeks has been the Guardians. The Twins are still in first place by only a game now. Mm -hmm. But um, that's the thing. It was kind of confusing. I didn't like the Javi Baez contract, though. And I'm a huge Javi Baez guy as a Cubs fan. I didn't like – I thought the Mets made the right decision not bringing him back. I knew he was going to get overpaid and I know he's not going to hit over 220 and he's going to if he he's going to strike out 9 out of 10 at bats too. He's not going to take any walks. So don't like that. No. Um big series. Giants Braves. Logan Webb 6 and 2 with a 343 going against Max Freed 7 and 2 with a 290. I'm pulling the under in this game. The under the total at 8. Now, it's scary because the Giants are terrible defensively. They can score, they can hit. Same thing with the Braves. I mean, during that win streak where they won 14 in a row, I believe they were averaging nearly nine runs a game. But I like the under today. I think this is a good pitching matchup. I would lean the Braves because I love Max Freed, especially at home. Disappointing weekend in Chicago. Now they go back to Atlanta. Uh, It would be the Braves in the under for me. Um, I'm looking at this game uh, slightly different than you at the moment. Uh, Logan Webb has not been amazing on the road. Uh, road games, he's got a 4-2-5 ERA, and they are playing in Atlanta on top of that. Um, I like the Braves on the run line today, plus 135. Uh, like you said, I do not like San Francisco's uh, defense. And uh, again, it's that Logan Webb on the mound thing on the road. 425 on the on the road, he's significantly different than what he does at home. Significantly, Max Freed's been pretty damn good this year. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Also, I got a pl- uh, little prop play for you. Austin Riley total base is over one and a half. I'm getting that at plus 105 on BetMGM. I think that's worth an absolute play because Austin Riley is having a pretty damn good season. All right, let's round out with two big games today. We get the Blue Jays taking on the White Sox. Blue Jays minus 135. Long, long time ago, my rule was White Sox against the lefty or White Sox plus money was an auto play especially if you had Lance Lynn on the mound, uh, just working his way back. 6-2-3 yeah. ERA. Barrios, though, 5-2 with the 4-6-5. Man, I unfortunately have to stay away from this game, but I would love to take the White Sox plus money. But I made that mistake twice this weekend against the Astros, and I'm eating ramen noodles this week because of it. I was 0-3 on the, on the White Sox this weekend. 0-3. Yeah. Each game I was wrong about. Same. Not touching them. I have to leave this team alone. I need to see what we're getting out of Lance Lynn. I need to see if this uh, Hall of Fame baseball person manager could for once know how to handle a bullpen and know when it's time to pull his pl- his pitcher. Um, I-, I need to sit back and just watch. I- I'm leaving the White Sox alone against any team that seems like a remote contender for a while until they prove to me that they can start winning some baseball games. It's going to be a lot of fun, though, man. Um, might take the over in that game. I don't know. With Lance Lynn on the mound, I'm a little hesitant to take the over. And the White Sox offense has just been so damn inconsistent. I just, I don't know when they're going to blow up and put up a 10 spot or when they're going to get no hit. It's just frustrating. Uh, Here's a game tonight in a series where if I was still living in Milwaukee, I would be at Miller Park tonight or AmFam Field, whatever the hell they renamed it. Cardinals plus 135, which is very tempting, but it's Corbin Burns on the mound. Brewers a minus 160 favorite. Burns this year, four and four, 
the ERA is still two five two, but uh, he's given up more dingers this year than he did all of last year when he won NL Cy Young. He's going against Miles Big Game Michaelis, five and four with a two six two. Should have had a no hitter last week. Bob Nightingale tweeted about it. Uh, he actually jinxed two no hitters in back to back nights, like only Bob can. I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to take the under, man. Seven and a half. Like the Brewers still can't hit. They can't score runs. It's always scary taking the under in a Cardinals game because they could hang eight on the board. But man, it's Burns. Uh, maybe a first five under. I don't want to touch this game right now. I'm I leaving this game alone. This game is a trap, dude. I'm telling you, this game is the biggest trap in all of the plays in baseball today. Why? Like you just said, the no hitter last week and Corbin Bird, Cy Young. Everything about this game screams under. It yeah. screams first five unders. It screams don't take any offensive things, which means the exact opposite. This is yeah. going to be a 20-run ball game somehow. I'm not going anywhere near it. Yeah, most likely. Uh, and then really quickly, here's an easy bet, I think. I'm going to take the Angels tonight. That's pretty scary. We get Thor on the mound, 4-5 and five with a 3-5-3 three, three going against Bubich, who's 0-4 with an 8-3-6. He's been a little bit better, though, in his last couple starts. I'm going to try to find a way to play the Angels tonight against the Royals. Maybe I'll go with the team total. I didn't see that available yet. I, I think that the Angels win this game against the Royals tonight. Yeah, if you're going to take anything, you got to take the Angels on the run line. Uh, you can get them at plus 105. But honestly, the the better one, um, the best bet I got out in this game, honestly, was in a prop. It's a K prop. Noah Syndergaard, over four and a half strikeouts. I got it at minus 105. Um, he has been paying people at the Thor rate that we are normally used to. In fact, he only has 35 K's and 51 innings this year, but the Royals are averaging 8.16 K's on road games. And listen, just on paper, you know, that's a low number, four and a half strikeouts for Thor. He can get that in the first two innings, especially against this Royals team. I think that's worth a play plus one Oh five. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Minus one Oh five over four and a half K's for Noah Syndergaard. Love it. Anything else you like before we get out of here for the day? Come back on Friday. Yeah, I got one for you, surprisingly. And I, I'm not big on these things because we did mention this White Sox game, but I got a home run prop for you. And it is in the White Sox. Uh, Jose Abreu plus 320. Um, Jose Abreu tonight is facing uh, Berrios. He's faced Berrios like 43 times. He has three career home runs. He's hitting 320 off of them. I think that is worth a little flyer, and I like the price getting over three to one with Jose Abreu. I'd watch out for that ball going deep on the south side. I like it. I'm going to add one too. You know what? We got a ba we got a game starting here in a little bit. Give me the Marlins and the Mets. I'm actually going to go over in that game. We kind of hinted towards it. Uh, give me over eight and a half. I, I like love it. that. I like that's it. all we got for the day. All right, I we'll be it. back on Friday for what we got coming up this weekend. He's Cody Decker. I'm Ryan Horvath. Cody, where are you at this week? You can find me anywhere. You can find me on Bally Sports Live on the Line. You can find me, of course, BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL. Of course, we'll be back later this week. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Also, check me out on Big Time Baseball, a podcast I'll be doing with John Heyman later on today, Monday. It'll be available all week wherever you get your favorite podcast. Not to mention, Bet for the Cycle Live on the BetQL Network every single Saturday. Four hours of live gambling lines and show. It's amazing. Super Mario, our wonderful producer, had to eat a spoonful of Vegemite last weekend. It was wonderful. And of course, check me out on 670 The Score and all the shows I do there. Uh, you can check out Down the Line and uh, anywhere else. Just follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. I'm everywhere, and that's where I post about it. All right, we'll be back on Friday. The BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BeckQL. Boom.